our primary business is working with investors to invest capital into large apartment buildings. It's an alternative investment vehicle for those looking to get out of the stock market or just to further diversify. CEOs often feel stuck in the grind of scaling their business and feel like they're missing out on the best parts of life, like family, friends, or travel. On this podcast, CEOs come to take themselves and their companies to the next level. Let's dive into the Millionaire Mind with your host, Dallin Schultz. Welcome back to another Millionaire Mind episode. This is part four of our six-part mini-series. If you've been tuning in for the last four or last three episodes, thank you. Absolutely appreciate you being here. And if you found any value at all and have walked away with at least one golden nugget, one of the biggest ways you could say thank you is by leaving me a five-star review. That is truly the biggest thank you that you could provide me with. In fact, we're only about four or five months in and have experienced a tremendous amount of growth. Thanks to people like you for sharing with your friends and family. And I'm proud to say we currently have a 4.9 star rating on Apple Podcasts and all reviews have been five stars except one, which coincidentally showed up the day after I turned down a potential guest because ultimately I didn't feel like their experience was aligned with really what we were trying to produce here on the show. And sure enough, the next day I got a one-star review. I don't know who it came from. I have no proof that it was them, but I thought the timing was pretty coincidental if you ask me. But anyways, go and leave me a five-star review. It really helps get this in front of more people. If you've been listening up to this point over the last few episodes we dropped, you'll know that this six-part mini-series is really geared and focused on mistakes that I made as a business owner. And not just me, but they've been reoccurring as I've interviewed other guests on the show. So stuff that I wanted to just touch on, just to bring to the forefront of your mind, I like to share a book around the topics and ultimately just help you navigate these times in your business if you haven't already. So today is going to be, again, part four of our six part. Previously, what we've covered is how not to start your day and the proper way you should should do that, gaining clarity on your own strengths and weaknesses, and then being able to effectively delegate to people. So that's what we've covered on the last three. And today, what we're going to be talking about is another big mistake and trap I see a lot of new entrepreneurs make. And that is they excited about an idea that they talked about one evening with a buddy, with a friend, and they go out and they create a solution without first identifying the problem that it's solving. So they create a solution and then they go out in search of the problem. And man, oh man, is that a big mistake. If you've been listening, a lot of the most successful business owners on our show have quite often recognized the opportunity or the problem first, and then they went out and created a solution for it. One that comes to mind, it's actually episode three. Brandon Welch, CEO of DoxyMe, which is a telemedicine company, he goes in and he shares his story through that episode of how he went to just look for a simple telemedicine solution for a company he was working with at the time. And he literally went into Google and typed in free telemedicine solution and nothing came up. And he's like, well, how can we, in this day and age, how can we not have a free telemedicine solution. And so that flipped something in his brain and he pursued growing and starting a telemedicine company. And at the start of COVID came out to, I think it was around 60, 65% of market shares what they had in the telemedicine space <laughs> when COVID hit. So absolutely blew up, incredible story. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen because it's an awesome story. 
And it shows a perfect example of how somebody identified a problem first, and then they went out and created a solution to solve that problem and how it just took off. Again, that's one of the challenges. And it's hard because as entrepreneurs, we get a lot of good ideas. We get excited about things and we often put the cart before the horse. And so that's what we're going to just touch on briefly today is ways to prevent that. So number one, I know it sounds simple, but identify the problem. That really needs to be your first step. And a lot of the guests we've had on the show, the problem that they recognized, they were only able to do so because they were in the trenches in that industry. They were already working around that industry in that space, and they noticed something or saw something and thought, there's got to be a better solution to this. And then they went out and they started testing that theory, got some feedback, and things started taking off. So I know it sounds simple, but again, start with the problem. And to be honest, it's probably something very, very simple. It's probably something that a pain point that you, your coworkers, your colleagues are experiencing every single day, and you just write it off as part of the business or whatever the case may be. So it doesn't require... I mean, we've all been there, right? where we see something invented, we see something created, and we're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Because it seems so simple. So again, identify the problem. And number two, determine the demand. If you recognize it as a problem, do others recognize it as the problem as well? Do some market research. And this doesn't need to cost you much money. Just find other people in your industry and start asking questions, start probing, poking around to see if they're like, oh yeah, I hate it when that happens, right? You're really looking for those pain points. And then determine the value. And by value, like what would people be willing to pay to have that problem resolved? And that plays into it big time because look, you could create an incredible solution for a problem and the people just may not be willing to pay for it because the ROI isn't there. Traditionally, the bigger problem you solve, the more people are willing to pay. They're looking for an equity multiple on their investment. If they're going to give you a thousand bucks, they're going to save them 10,000 or earn them 10,000 or whatever the case may be, right? So you've got to do some due diligence. Hey, Dallin Schultz here with Rev Equity Group. We just launched an exciting new investment opportunity for those looking to diversify their investments across a thousand plus apartment units in some of the hottest markets in the country. If you are fed up with banks and the stock market and want to invest in hard assets to more effectively grow and preserve your wealth, then click on the link in the show notes for more info or go to investwithrev.com and schedule a short 15-minute intro call so we can determine if our investment strategy is aligned with your goals. It's time to take your financial future into your own hands. Take action, schedule a call, and find out how my team can serve you. At Rev, we make apartment investing easy. Due diligence there. So I want to share with you a personal example that I had where I put the cart before the horse. I created a solution without first identifying a problem. So a lot of you listening already know I'm in the real estate investment space. Primary business is working with investors to invest capital into large apartment buildings. It's an alternative investment vehicle for those looking to get out of the stock market or just to further diversify. And as I was starting a few years back, I understood and knew that it would be important to become known in the space. And I live out here in Arizona. And what I really enjoy is connecting with people face-to-face. In fact, I didn't do a podcast for years because I'm not connecting face-to-face. I'm talking to myself on a computer screen right now while recording my voice. So I went forward and I decided to start 
a local meetup centered around how to invest in apartments. And at the time, there was probably five meetups in the state of Arizona focused exclusively on investing in apartments. A lot of people don't even know that this is a viable option. And it blew my mind with one of the biggest markets for apartment investing and population growth and people just moving here in droves, how do more people not know that this is a good investment vehicle? So I went out and I started a meetup and we became the largest one in the state of Arizona. We'd monthly and we'd focus on educating people on how to invest in apartment buildings through funds and through syndications. And it was a lot of fun and people would come to that event and it was more than just education. We really worked in networking. We brought in guest speakers and we really created an experience for our attendees and we really made it special. And it was to a point where the feedback we were getting from people was, I don't know what you guys are doing, but there's something special about this event. And they would leave feeling energized. There was almost this tangible energy that they could feel when they would come into our space just for a couple hours. And it was really pushing and encouraging people to get out of their comfort zone and to grow their wealth and to get more involved in real estate. And it was just a lot of fun. And what we decided to do was, hey, after a couple of years of doing it here, we had some really cool experiences. This would be cool to take to other markets and help other people set up meetups under our umbrella. So not quite franchising, but you could kind of think of it that way. Like We'd help them set it up. They'd be under our brand. We would share with them all of our tips, tricks, everything that we use to grow to the level that we did in Arizona and then grow together. That was the idea. The problem was I didn't determine if there was truly a need for this before I invested a bunch of time, money, and resources into this. We tried pushing it for a year. We created the product and then we went out to try to find the problem or try to find the people that it would align with. And man, it was just pulling teeth. Like nothing seemed to be taking off and we were making these pivots and doing this and doing that. And and we did. We did start uh, setting up meetups. I think we at the busiest time we had five different meetups in different states. So that was kind of cool. But the idea and the vision of what we were really trying to accomplish just wasn't getting through. And after about a year and a half, we decided to shut it down. And I look back and I'm like, man, we spent so much time, so much energy, so much resources in doing that. And I'll be honest, like, yes, we met some great people and we helped people start some meetups and they ended up taking them off and doing their own thing with it. But looking back, it's really difficult to measure the ROI. And I realized the mistake I made was that I would put the cart before the horse. Now, had I been in the space and realized, hey, there's a lot of people wanting to set up meetups and they don't know where to start, where to begin. And we're having these conversations and we were already consulting prior to launching this, that would be a completely different story. But that wasn't the case here. I got excited about what we created and what worked for us we tried replicating it and bringing other people in and it just didn't take off like I thought it would. Now, had we spent a little bit more time and energy and pivoting, we probably could have made it work. But ultimately, it was pulling away from the primary focus of our business. And that was to grow the investment arm of our business and really work with investors and get their money working for them in large apartment buildings. So this was an avenue we approached to try to expand our reach, expand our network. And it just it wasn't working because we didn't identify the problem first, we didn't determine demand, and we didn't really determine what people were willing to pay for this. And, uh, and that was one of the mistakes that, that we made. So again, as you're pursuing a business, as you have an idea, 
be sure that you're not creating the solution and then searching for the problem. Figure out what the problem is first. Figure out the problem, determine the demand, and then figure out what people would be willing to pay. And you'll be amazed at how the dominoes just start falling into place. And, and you, you create this, this momentum that then you're able to continue to ride. Now, there's still going to be challenges along the way. But again, start with the problem first. Find out what... Think about the industry you're currently in. What's something that people complain about all the time when you're on lunch break, when you're out and about? What is it that your coworkers are complaining about all the time other than management? Because that's a whole nother story. But is there something? Is there a product? Is there something that you can create to take away that pain point? If there is, now you're on to something and you can start exploring it. So again, I hope this episode brought value to you today. If so, please leave me a five-star rating. It truly helps get it in front of more people so we can expand our reach and help other aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners. Next episode, it's going to be part five of this series. We're going to be talking about the lack of discipline and taking small, consistent action. And this one was huge for me. So hopefully you'll definitely find some value in that one. But people have been asking me what my company does. So since I have you here listening to my show, I'll share that with you now. My company partners with busy professionals that are looking to experience significant tax savings, have more to invest, and even reinvest their hard-earned capital. And we work with other successful business owners like you by offering them opportunities to invest alongside us in large apartment deals. At Rev, we found that most successful business owners have a strong desire to give and serve. And we simply provide the vehicle to enable them to grow and preserve their wealth so they could give up their time and financial success more abundantly and freely. If you've been wanting to get involved in apartment investing, but have been too busy to figure out where or how to start, then you can find out how I could serve you by visiting investwithrev.com and schedule a 15-minute discovery call. Most people don't realize that you don't need millions to get involved in apartment investing. It's very possible you can get started in apartment ownership today. It could be overwhelming vetting the right investment and the right operator, but at Rev, we make apartment investing easy. And remember, you can't have a million dollar dream with a minimum wage work ethic. So go out there and earn your win for today, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hope you got value from this episode of The Millionaire Mind, a journey into the mindset of successful business owners. If you want to get results, you've got to take the right steps to get there. Dallin hosts a free weekly educational webinar focused on teaching you how to start investing in apartments so you too can experience the benefits of real estate ownership without doing any of the heavy lifting. There you can gain insights, connect with others like you, and ask Dallin all your burning questions about how you can start owning apartments today. Go to themillionairemind.us. That link is in the show notes.